It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thanks. Boy, okay, I'll ask you, but you know what? It feels like it's always bad news these days. How are the markets doing? <laughs> Today, they're actually drifting kind of in and out of the green, basically um, up half a percent or less on most major indices. Uh, that's, of course, following yesterday's uh, August inflation report, which came in uh, higher than analysts had expected and caused a, a pretty big market sell-off. So when you take a look at yesterday, we saw the Dow sank nearly 4%, the S&P 500 lost 4.3%, the NASDAQ, which is uh, tech-heavy, dropped about uh, 5.2%. So it was the biggest one-day slide for all three indices since June of 2020. And so you know, investors are kind of shaking their head going, I thought we we just got over this, right? And uh, inflation came in at 8.3% for the month of August. Uh, and while this was the lowest reading in four months, it was still higher than analysts were expecting. So that's, again, caused the market to react negatively. Um, you know, we saw energy and gas prices did come come down, but food, shelter, and medical services were really the main contributors causing prices to rise at this time. So again, uh, when we're looking at inflation going forward, um, you know, we want to see that number uh, moving lower and core CPI, which excludes, you know, energy and food prices increased uh, 6.3% on uh, year over year. And that's the most since March. And so that uptick is really what caused the market volatility, I would say yesterday, because, you know, many were thinking this is just a, you know, a food and oil problem. Well, we can see that it you know, inflation is slipping into other areas of the economy, and that might be harder to fight for the Fed. Okay, so yeah, that announcement is coming next week. Is there an anticipation that what happened in Canada will also happen in the U.S.? Uh, Well, in terms of inflation, yeah, well, we saw the numbers come out uh, yesterday, and then today we've seen uh, the producer price index, and uh, that came out uh, slightly lower and in line with expectations. So that's why you're seeing, um, you know, we're seeing things in the green today in terms of markets. But in terms of Canada, you know, we would still expect um, inflation to be lower, uh, headline inflation. But again, we're all looking at uh, what core inflation is at and where that's going to land. And because, again, investors, again, focusing on the U.S., sorry, at this point, because that's where markets are focused. um, But they're expecting that the Fed will raise 75 basis points uh, at the kind of end of September here. And, you know, even possibly pricing in a, a, you know, a 1% increase. And so we already saw that in Canada and Canada is increasing interest rates actually more aggressively, I would say, even than the Fed. So again, what the markets need is the Fed to kind of take their foot off the the so-called gas pedal uh, and, and take a break. But that doesn't look like that's coming anytime soon. So that's, again, why you're seeing this market volatility. But again, the idea that we've seen peak inflation in terms of headline inflation, that's seems to be on track. So are they going to get, you think, that same increase in interest rates? Uh, in terms of Canada going forward? Well, no, the United States, right? Because their announcement yeah. is coming up. Yeah, September 20th. So 75 basis points is the consensus at this point. Um, and so that's what we're expecting to see. So that wouldn't be a surprise to markets when we see uh, rates go up that much. Okay. And let's also talk about uh, something that's going on this month. This is World Alzheimer's Month, Lori. And I know there is a connection here to what you do for a living, because that might be something that you probably as a financial advisor also have to look out for, isn't it? 
I definitely, you know, it's something that I often see and it might be one of the first people to recognize um, in some of those meetings that I have, you know, doing portfolio reviews or uh, sitting down with clients, you know, I'll, I'll notice a change in them and maybe the spouse uh, isn't willing or hasn't recognized those changes yet. Uh, you know, 40% of Canadians over the age of 65 are, are living with some form of dementia affecting um, you know, more than a million fa family members, sorry, <clears throat> and some early signs that, uh, you know, you or a loved one might uh, be affected by, you know, Alzheimer's or any form of dementia it could be, you know, um, struggling with simple tasks. Um, memory loss is obviously one that uh, everybody is aware of. Uh, people may not remember recent conversations, may not be able to kind of talk about, you know, money they withdrew from a bank recently, but a lot of people I've noticed are able to talk about way back in, in their lives or history. Um, you know, they seem to still have that form of memory. Um, you know, they may appear more disorganized than, than usual. Changes in mood is a big one. Um, you know, I've seen where, you know, people might, uh, you know, have a little bit of paranoia in terms of their mail and things like that. Uh, lack of focus uh, could be another one. So it's struggling to manage your finances, right? Um, you know, where usually you were, you were good at it, you were on top of it could be another, uh, another sign. And again, it's just important to, you know, none, not all of these could, could, you know, say, give you a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, but it is something that you should be watching out for as you age and family members should be, because again, there's things that you need to do to prepare yourself for that next stage. Okay. And so how do you even have that conversation? How do, how do you bring that up? Yeah. So, so that's going to be tough. Um, you know, I have often found that sometimes a spouse will reach out to me privately, um, for example, and say, you know, I'm noticing these changes. Have you noticed them? Uh, sometimes I'll reach out to a spouse or if I'm also, uh, able and allowed to talk to the adult children, right. Uh, because I'm working with them as well, uh, then I may start mentioning something there. But again, having that conversation is the first thing. And that is difficult. You know, who's going to be a primary caregiver, who's going to help with the finances. I find a lot of families divide and conquer on this. Uh, if they have more than one child, adult child in the family, uh, you want to update legal documents. This is really important, right? Um, ensuring that the will is up to date, the power of attorney, uh, representation agreement and medical directive, uh, because in early stages of Alzheimer's or a form of dementia, you're, you're able to, you know, sign and, and do all those things, but later on you, you may not be able to. So it's important to make sure that is all organized and simplifying their finances, right? Um, it's difficult for someone to keep track if they've got three different investment firms and they got money all over the place, uh, different banks. So again, uh, consolidating, having, you know, your investments uh, under one roof, uh, making sure you only have one bank. Uh, you know, some people end up selling off some real estate because they own, you know, a few rentals here and there, and it's just going to be too much for one, the family to deal with upon uh, later stages or death of, of their loved one. Uh, but again, wanting to get everything simplified for the family is also very important. And again, for more information on Alzheimer's, uh, you can definitely visit the Alzheimer's Society of BC, which is alzheimers.ca. Is this something that comes up fairly often? I imagine it's also stressful for the loved ones and the caregivers because they're the ones who probably have to do a lot of this consolidating and, and checking up on it. Exactly. And like for, for us, again, because the age group that we're dealing with, um, you know, it's it, it does come up a lot, unfortunately, and it uh, can be a very 
stressful situation for loved ones and family members, um, you know, because they want to do the right thing. They want to make sure uh, their loved one is taken care of. They find um, the right kind of senior living space for them when that time comes. But what I found is a lot of family members kind of um, hold on too long to trying to take over all of those duties. And it can become overwhelming, especially when those adult children are still working, for example, right? And trying to work and trying to take care of, you know, aging parents. Um, you know, often it's it's left up to the uh, the adult child. That's a woman, I, I find, you know, she's more the, the caregiver. But then maybe some of the other siblings are stepping in with the finances. So again, you know, if there's more than one one adult child, it's easier to to divide those duties. But again, you have to recognize when it's become too much and you need medical right. professionals to step in and help you. Great advice as always. Uh, Lori, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great weekend. Let's look for uh, more positive markets <laughs> next time we talk next yes. week. Let's hope so, right? It's about well, time. I, I, I will say that even with yesterday's sell-off, markets are actually still positive over the past week. So it, it's been volatile, but we're still not back to where we were. Okay. Thank, <laughs> so that's th the good news. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Lori. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day.